Yo, what's going on, guys? Um, Danny here. I'm sitting with Derek. Hey, hey, what's going on? Yeah, so uh, sorry about the delay on this. Um, <clears throat> we had Jessica Tappy on, and uh, because of her current legal situation, we had to get approval for the things that we talked about. So it took a little bit longer. Um, we've been sitting on this for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I. I was really blown away with Jessica. I, I didn't really know her. I've seen her around before. Um, but for me, it was just how firm she stands in her faith. Uh, that was really impressive for me. Um, you know, I, I've said it before. For me, it's just about people who stand on their conviction and can and and can stand tall on that and scream their beliefs from the mountaintops. I think people like that are the most valuable in our society. And um, yeah, she's she's one of them. So. I was thoroughly impressed with her and her convictions and, uh, you know, just how strong she was standing on on her position, man. What do you got, Derek? Yeah, and it was really good to hear, like, her whole story. I didn't know all the nuances of what really, really happened. And it was quite shocking, you know, what the school did to her over – you'll hear about it on the podcast, obviously, but the, the real censorship and stuff that's going on on social media and how, you know uh, – retaliatory the the school district is really so but yeah she went through a lot and she really held her ground and you know she proved she has backbone and true character and she's she's a real one you know so yeah it was a great episode i really enjoyed it all right guys we hope you enjoy episode 18 you ever wonder what is the truth there go those two guys again why do they care so much about the truth I honestly think their questions for the truth are problematic. Don't we all? Yeah, Jessica Tapia. Uh, super happy to have you here. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for bearing yeah. with us. We're inside now. It's a little bit different than what we'd normally have, but I appreciate you coming on. Um, We're warm. That's what matters. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's uh, I know. And we can't come. I mean, what is it? It's only like 50 degrees. People yeah, on the East no, Coast. Right. We're babies. Yeah, Californians. A bunch of punks yeah. out there. <laughs> right. The heck? So, uh, Jessica, uh, you've been very involved and very vocal, right? You've done a lot of interviews and stuff like that. And um, I know that your story is very popular. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about, uh, how that's like impacted you and what's been going on and, and, um, kind of how you've become this person that you've, you've become, you know? Sure. Yeah. So bear with me. I'm like realizing it's 2024. So I can't really say, you know, it all started last year. Cause it actually all started the year before that now, um, in 2022, Really, I uh, it, it was on my heart to start using my voice, you know, more than I was. I'm typically like if, if you mention my name to someone who's known me for a while, like they would probably describe me as a more of like a shy person, kind of to myself, introvert, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and in 2022, it was just on my heart as I'm seeing things happen in the world, you know, to... Um, use my voice more and and I started where a lot of people do start like especially your keyboard warriors which they typically stay there but I started <laughs> on social media you know just starting to speak out on social media and really more than anything just make my opinions and beliefs known to the little bit of followers that I had on my social media and I started using it differently too rather than just like throwing up pictures of my family um, you know again I would start sharing my faith and my my stance on things happening in the world and um all that good stuff and it was like a month into doing that boom my students come across my instagram which i had just made public um and they took issue to the christian conservative views that i you know was boldly sharing there on my personal page and they sent them into the school district and the school district uh, pulled me into the office and was like, we have to put you on leave. There's something that's been brought to attention on your social media. And I was like, whoa, okay. And so I go off on leave and um, they start an investigation 
and they decide that I'm just barely allowed to come back to work because what I've done, again, posting my personal views, beliefs, all that good stuff on my social media was wrong. I can come back to work, go back to teaching, but now I have to be under the set of directives. And that is where like just the tides turned for me. The red flags went up and it was like, okay, like I'm gonna have to make a a life-changing decision right now. And so the directives were that I had to call my students by whatever gender or pronoun they wanna go by. And the second one was that I would have to lie to parents about that if I ever had a student you know, coming to me and wanting to make that that change. I'd have to withhold that information from their parents. And then thirdly, I was a PE teacher. I oversaw a girl's locker room. I would have to let trans students into the, lo- the locker room, which I clarified, boys into the girl's locker room. And they said, yeah, if the student's now identifying as a female. And I was just like blown away truly in that moment I I never could have imagined my teaching career coming to this. I mean, I literally went to a, a Christian college to become a teacher, California Baptist University. And now we're at this point where like my job is essentially on the line because of my my Christian values and beliefs. Right. And it was it it was like I, I came to this truly this fork in the road where it's like you're going to put your head in the sand and do whatever you need to do to keep your career and appease your bosses, or you're going to stand firm right now in, you know, what you believe to be good, right, and true, um, you know, for your students, for yourself, for their parents, and, you know, push back. And in the moment, I had no idea what to do. I was in complete turmoil because, you know, my my teaching salary was a huge part of my family's life. Like I can sit here today and tell you it's a miracle that we didn't lose our house in 2023. Mm. The second I lost my job, I I told everyone we're, we're probably going to have to sell our house. Um, and but God provides. And I truly believe, especially for you know, his children that are are standing firm in the truth and not wavering and not being lukewarm in the Bible. It's very clear, you know, God's like, don't be luke- lukewarm, pick hot or pick cold. Don't be in the middle. You know, we're supposed to stand out as salt and light here on the earth. And anyway, so I, I took a stand and I, I just simply told my school district, I'm ready to come back to work. And this was after I went off on stress leave for three months trying to decide what do I do next? Mm-hmm. Do I, do I just follow along and to keep my job? Do I um, walk away, like kind of quit, resign? I mean, or do I just say something, you know? And it's looking back now, I'm like, wow, why was it such a big deal to, to just speak up, you know? And it's so funny because I came across a quote the other day on social media and it was like, we wonder why it's so hard for us to like take a stand and speak up well, if we're products of public school, which I'm assuming probably all of us are, <laughs> yeah. we were told for how many years to sit down and shut up, right. you know? Yeah. And so I just kind of laughed at that quote the other day when I came across it because it was hard. It was a super hard decision for me to just simply, you know, take a stand when I was being told to sit down and to speak up when I was being told, you know, you're going to go along with whatever we tell you to do. So real quick. So... I'm trying to make sure I understand this right. So they basically, your social media was found and uncovered as like, hey, this teacher here is a Mm -hmm. conservative Christian Mm -hmm. and her social media is very much, her personal social media is Mm -hmm. very much uh, uh, conservative Christian views. Mm -hmm. So the school basically pulled you in and then made sure that you're going to play along like it was like it wasn't a specific situation they were like but if this did come about exactly. you're going to play along Hypotheticals. With that's Correct. so crazy i was fired based on the way i would handle a hypothetical situation so many people when they hear my story they'll assume that i i actually had a student right that was transgender or i actually had a parent call me and i you know quote unquote slipped up and told them that you know their their child is having you know gender confusion 
or I actually had a trans student walk into the locker room and I kicked them out. None of that happened. I was presented with hypothetical situations, asked how I would handle them. I spoke out of how I would truly handle that, right? Like I'm a parent myself and I envision, you know, my kids in school and how I would want teachers to handle a situation with my own child. That teacher better tell me everything and that teacher better protect my child, you know, at all costs. And did they, sorry, did did every teacher have to do this hypothetical scenario? No. Or did they just pull you in and make you purposely do it just because you're a Christian? So that's what I feel like that's what they did. I mean, that's exactly what it uh, sounds like. Yeah. Like truly like, um, like targeting you. It was the craziest thing to go through, you guys. Like I'm sitting at a table with them like this, like, like you guys were my superiors. I'm across from them with my two union reps. Like they literally like slid me a packet at the back was exhibits. And it was like eight screenshots of things I've posted on my social media. And they're like showing them to me and questioning me about my own posts. And I'm just like looking back at them like, and what? Yeah. I posted a Bible verse. You know, it was the most bizarre thing like I've truly ever gone through and and really the most shaping thing for me because like I said I I came to this fork in the road where it was like you're you're going to either bow to the world right now or you're going to like stand firm in God and in the truth and really repercussions were going to come either way. And yeah. I've I've talked about this with other people I've done podcasts for if I would have conformed to what the school district was asking me to do, even just for the eight hours a day that I go to work, you eventually become what you're pretending to be like, you know, and we've seen this in, in even just like movie situations where actors, like they struggle to come out of character because they're just like constantly in that certain character. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, I would have, I imagined going back to work and following those directives and even just in my imagination it felt so like robotic and fake Mm -hmm. and i was all i knew is i didn't want to live like that like if i couldn't be me and have my freedoms you know in the workplace then what yeah you know so yeah like i said repercussions either way and then obviously on the flip side to push back and just speak up and say, hey, the things you're asking me to do go against my beliefs. Yeah. Um, that obviously, as we know now, came with repercussion as well, because in the end, um, when I did speak up, they said, it sounds like you're asking for a religious accommodation. So come in and we'll see if and how we can accommodate you. I go in, I get questioned up and down on my faith. And at the end of that, they one week later i just get an email basically with like my termination letter and they said we cannot accommodate your religious beliefs therefore you're being released from employment employment officially january 31st 2023 and i think one of my first thoughts in reading that was like isn't this america like we were like founded on upon religious liberty yeah and all of a sudden my religion is an issue because why? Because it's coming head to head with these transgender directives. And right. that is what we're seeing, not just with my own story, but in so many stories and so many cases across the U.S. and really across the world where we are. We're seeing these transgender, I refer to them as special rights, because to me, it's, I believe it's a special right to be a male and get to enter into a female facility just because you're saying you're Mm -hmm. a female and you know it's a special right to make people have to live into your your fantasy of being a wolf or a fur baby or whatever right um so we are we're seeing these transgender special rights come head to head with our freedom of speech and our religious liberties and it's like something's gonna have to give and and we're seeing case after case after case and i truly believe that for 2024 like we're going to see a breaking point one way or the other. And obviously my hope and confidence is in, is in God and the constitution, you know, and we know, I, I think every sane person knows that the constitution supersedes this lunacy we're seeing going on. Our freedom of speech, our religious liberty supersedes, you know, this agenda that's trying to be pushed and so sadly onto children. Yeah. Um, but I'm, it's 
it's going to just continue to go along and get worse and worse unless people do take a stand and and push back. And I was the last person to that you could have ever imagined doing that. But like I said, it was just a unique case for me because like I said, like I, it was like I was handpicked out, right, mm-hmm. to be the one to make the decision for yeah, whatever and, reason. And it's so like I could. Can you imagine like sitting across from your professional supervisors and whatever it is you do mm-hmm. and then they're they're saying hey while you're here this faith that you're legally allowed to practice is basically non-existent otherwise it's probably not going to work can you imagine it's like you know I, i'd imagine you looked at them and thought like I, i don't know if you know how my religion works but like they tell us in the religion yeah. that like the devil taunts us like i don't know if you know this yeah. but You know, it's just um, I'm not I, I was raised Catholic. I don't mm-hmm. practice religion in, mm-hmm. in, in the traditional sense, um, but it's it's harder to deny when we have guests on the and when I see what's going on, just even in our country with mm-hmm. the schools. And it seems like there's this constant attack on Christianity. Yes. It's just it's it never fails to rear its head in these weird situations mm-hmm. i don't i seen something the other day um about uh, uh in an elementary school they just passed some sort of satanic club yeah and it's like you know like i get it freedom for all but like isn't satanism like anti-religion like isn't like i get it like we want to we want to make sure everybody but like that's not a religion that's like like would you allow the high school kids who have motorcycles to start like a hell's angels club in the high school you know you know you know but but it's you know it's like it's that has no educational value and yeah and 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 it and it's not It's not like this positive, healthy thing. And then for elementary school kids, it's just the our country seems to be turning to a point where there are people who will, you know, tisk tisk if you're Christian, but uh, Satanism, oh, no big deal. Oh, we'll be totally accepted. Yeah, how could, they, how, could, how could they say? How could they fire you for the yeah Christian belief, and then on the next thing go? Oh yeah, go ahead and open up that uh, Satan club here, <laughs> right? I mean, it's like it, it's it's shocking to me that it is scary though. It's just eye opening. I I saw this thing about how you know they had this plan. They had this planned out differently. Like I don't. I saw this guy that used to work for the Club of Rome on this video, and he was saying that Trump winning really shocked the powers to be. Mm-hmm. Like they really like like their eye was off the ball on that one mm. so he took four years off their game plan so initially they wanted obama was supposed to start the first eight years of like the race rights ferguson uh, the health care and then hillary was supposed to win for eight years and that was supposed to be the ukraine war the transgender stuff but slowly it wasn't all supposed to be at once over like a three they weren't yeah. supposed to do covid ukraine war israel palestine transgender black it wasn't all supposed to be in this last three years like that because it's too obvious to people so they really but they wanted it to be done by 2030 that was their whole game plan mm-hmm. um so and, and that's you, why it's where'd, so, you, where'd you say you heard this at it was a video of this guy that used to work for the club of rome which is like you gotta look into that but it, it's It's the elite of the elite, you mm-hmm. know, it has to do with the Vatican and the powers to, like, you know, mm-hmm. people we probably never even heard of, but yeah. it's obvious they had a plan, Agenda 21. I mean, they wrote it out in the government documents, but yeah, it's just so shocking to me, like, how could anybody after the last couple of years still be so, like, apathetic, like, not know what's going on? Like, I'm always surprised when I talk to people, like, hey, did you hear about, no, no, it's like, You don't know any like you haven't like researched COVID, the vaccine, the the kids stuff, the transgender stuff. You don't watch TV. You don't you don't notice all the ads of like gay people making out every commercial, and you like you don't realize what's going on. And uh, I remember it just goes back to that study of like they say like fifty percent of people don't have that internal voice in their head. Mm. They don't have like any any self which i which again i think goes back to like a whole generations or a bunch of pill poppers like antidepressant 
Like, you know, Prozac. I, I guarantee, well, I mean, just, it must be, what, 80% of the public must be on some type of, like, antidepressant. Prozac, Ritalin, you know, and you got to think, God, remember, like, Oxycontin? Oxycontin was, like, believed not to be addictive. That was back in, like, 2008. That started the whole heroin, heroin epidemic. Mm. But it's just, like, it makes me wonder. It's just, it's blatantly satanic, though, to, like, right. cut body parts off of a kid or put them on puberty blockers or like that part like obviously these kids that are transgender are like are suffering they must not feel comfortable in their body and who knows why that is it could right. be from trauma they suffered from yeah. it could be trauma PTSD it could be pill side effects from pills they've been taking their whole life it could be the food they eat it could be their parents. Their parents could be not mentally stable. Mm -hmm. Like Munchausen by proxy is a real thing. It's just always curious when I went to that AmpFest and I talked mm -hmm. to the you know Chloe and the other detransitioner, mm -hmm. and she had mentioned that a lot of the kids that are transgender are also on the spectrum, like with autism. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. But I even I wanted to ask her like, hey, is this true? Like you know, like is this? And she was like, oh yeah. She's like, they're not all fully like autistic mm -hmm. there's like different like you know realms of autism but she was saying like most of them are that that obsessive personality and if that seed gets planted they get like they're not comfortable they they have sensory depth you know mm -hmm. and even that to me it's like that's so much worse they're literally like targeting in a sense like the weakest of our population like even though, you know, they know that like somebody with autism, you would never like talk them into like, oh, you're a boy. Like they're talking them into cutting off body parts. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how that pe like people haven't like, I'm surprised people haven't really gone to the streets, to be honest. I was kind of waiting for that to happen one day, you know, we, with all yeah, the I mean, riots we, we talk, and the BLM. Yeah, but we talk about this all the time. Well, people I don't mean, really... You know, people because it's a denial factor in the beginning. It takes you like a year and a half, and you keep hearing it, hearing it, because I always hear people, you know, like, "Well, that's not going on." No, nah, that's not going on. Like, they're not cutting kids' body parts. That's not happening in Temecula. Hey, this this gender queer books like in the school, like right here in Temecula. No, it's not. No, that can't be. Like, it's just too like to most normal people. They don't want to. And I think it's human psychology. Probably you don't have to be some, you know expert in human behavior but you know once you recognize something and then if you don't address it I then just, you had you lay your head on your pillow I, at night I, I think that the 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 biggest problem with all of this is like you know because whenever you talk about uh children transitioning right the, the big thing we get is like oh they can't do it without parental consent like all right fine like let, let's let's just get rid of this the whole argument and let's just look at like the facts and the, the issue that I see, the big problem is like where we are transitioning this person and then we're not teaching them how to deal and operate in the real world with people who don't agree with mm -hmm. their lifestyle or their choice, which is a right, which, you know, that it's a yeah. right for people to go like, hey, I get that you want to be a girl. I think you're a boy, though. I'm not going to play along with you. Like mm -hmm. that is a right that people have. And what we're doing is we're not only like con confirming this gender, confirming this thing to this child and maybe you're a parent and you're okay with it because, you, you know, you, you don't want your child to become a statistic and become suicidal and you just want to be so accepting and loving. It's like to a certain point, to a certain point, that is not the way you're supposed to parent a kid. Right. You're supposed to be the point of reason you're supposed mm -hmm. to be right. the logical mind right yeah. and 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 if you made the decision that i'm going to allow my child to do this it is also your obligation to make sure your child knows not everybody's going to agree with who you are right. and you have to learn how to accept with that and mm -hmm. deal with that mm -hmm. that's not something that like you don't get to you don't because of your feelings you don't get to force other people to affirm how you want to be affirmed it's never worked like that right. And and it's 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 weakness in the parenting yeah. that I see. Like like I think that mo like most people, right? Like if there was a most people, the 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 big issue is the thing that you feel a certain way 
I don't agree with that. You don't get to force my tongue. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the that's the real slippery slope that everybody mm-hmm. dances around. Right. It's like with, the argument becomes like is puberty blockers. OK. And it's like, you know what? Well, hold on. If we just talk about America from the concept of like constitutional rights, like, like I, I believe in like individual freedom. If somebody wanted to do that, fine. But you do not get to force others to play that game. And, and, and it's a slippery slope when you're basically challenging people's careers over that idea. That's wild. What, what, do, you, what do you think about it all? What do you think about like the whole... Like, I, I, I understand you have a Christian faith and mm-hmm. your, your, your concept is of a Christian belief and a Christian background. But with everything, right, do you think that there is a happy medium? Like, what are your thoughts on all that stuff? happy medium i mean instantly when you say that yeah i just i i go back to what i spoke earlier on being lukewarm like we're told in the bible to to not be lukewarm and that's what i would equate to a happy medium because when you try to play this happy medium game you're trying to like please all sides Mm -hmm. and then you know that's another thing that it says in the bible that we shouldn't be striving to please man but to just honor and obey god mm-hmm. our creator our yeah. savior and so again that was the point that i came to i think i actually just made the post today where it was like the trial i walked through it really made me ask myself do like do you actually believe what you claim to believe in mm-hmm. because i was about to die on a hill you know yeah, and yeah. you only die on a hill that you really you really believe in and you're you know willing to die for and so i had to ask myself like do you really believe you know god's going to provide if you lose your paycheck do you really believe that that the truth is what he has written in his word for us the instructions he's given us to live life you know do you really believe that you know it's worth taking this stand that um you know you know what is good right and true as opposed to what what the school district is telling you is is loving and affirming and accepting right you know and it's like i did i had to really battle within myself and and within my faith and really ask myself hard questions and it's i went again i went off on stress leave for three months in and i was just in this like and it's like no one knew either but it was just like three hard months of my life because it's like i couldn't really talk about it either i was in an investigation and Mm -hmm. and it was just like this whole three months of just like spiritual warfare it was intense um you know but god made it clear right at the end of my three months stress leave that I was to just speak up. I mean, we're given a voice to use it. And and if if what I believe in, if I believe it's the truth, what good is the truth if I'm just keeping it within and I'm not telling it to others and living, you know, my life based upon what I believe the truth to be. And so yeah, I mean I actually, yeah, I made a post today and I said, honestly, if you haven't come to that point that I, I came to, you know, two years ago now, which is crazy to say, but to the point where, you know, I was at the fork in the road and I had to really ask myself what I believed in, like having to do that, it, it took my faith to another level. It took my purpose in life to another level. Like now that I've walked through it all, like I want everyone to experience that, like what I had to go through because it's it's so shaping and it just it really just gave so much more value to life for me and my voice and and my beliefs um yeah so it's there's so much there's so much to it and i mean the the simple what it all comes down to and what i you know voice to my district is i believe you know god created male and female you know, he, he doesn't make mistakes. We don't get to choose what gender we are. He makes that choice. He identifies us. We don't get to be born and then identify as something else. Um, and true love is, love is not love. That's just some, you know, bogus the world spews. True love is based in truth. And so the most loving thing we could do is tell the truth to one another, even if that might not, you know, affirm their feeling even if Mm -hmm. it might hurt their feelings in that moment you know down the road they're going to be grateful for that one person that stood firm in the truth 
and showed them true love, not the love is love kind of love, because mm-hmm. that's not actually love. And so that's another huge issue we've run into in our society today is the world has a definition for love. And then there's an actual true definition of love that's been lost. And yeah, so you know, I, I, on that, like, I agree with you where um, the people who care about me the most will say, hey, dude, you're messing up. I don't really mm-hmm. care how you feel about this, but, you know, you're falling off on X, Y, Z. You used mm-hmm. to do these things and you're not doing them anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like right. uh, my wife will never allow me to cross her boundaries without mm-hmm. checking me because she cares about me and our yeah. relationship and, and, and what we have. And yeah, there is like this thing where it, it, I don't, I don't know where we got, where we got it confused in society, where we started prioritizing feelings over facts, facts. Mm-hmm. you know, where we started saying like, Hey, uh, I just am going to operate in a way where I don't hurt your feelings no matter what. Because I care. No, no, you don't care. You care about the perception of caring. You're not really caring. That's mm-hmm. what that is. It's exactly. you give the perception that you care. You you, you don't really care. Mm-hmm. You should. I like you. I believe that you should stand firm in your convictions. And we all don't have to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. But if somebody across the street disagrees with me, I can just keep walking. I don't have to try to ruin their life or cancer. Right. That's that's right. that's. That's not how this works. That's not how this is designed. And if you pay attention, the people who are doing that are the ones who are feeling offended. They they don't know how to handle emotion. They don't know how to deal with this thing that conflicts with their thought process. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked about it where we've noticed that the only people who will come on the podcast and talk are people who are who are going to speak up, right? If, if you have something to say and say nothing, it's a lie. It's a lie. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who just kind of play along with the narrative. What is the thing that I can say that doesn't ruffle any feathers? You know, it's like these people, they don't stand for anything or mm-hmm. on anything ever. And it's, it's as somebody like me, it's, it's, it's frustrating. I feel like, you we can't let society dictate what's moral society right. has never been the uh, entity to dictate morality that's never been how it's worked and just look at any culture like if if we let all law and order subside right like hey if there was like a purge you would see the real human nature in all of us that exist in all of us right. society is not the dictator of morality and it seems like we keep forgetting that, right. you know, and then what they do is, you know, they look at you and they say, oh, well, you're just a Christian nationalist. So that sounds like Christian nationalism to me. You know, it's like it's so maddening. And and I'm not a Christian and I feel this mm-hmm. way. So I can't imagine how, um, you know, people like you who are very firm in their faith and mm-hmm. their faith, basically, they, they reach an obstacle in their life where their faith gets challenged and I'm sure there's probably more people who, who, who wouldn't take the route that you took. It feels like I, I made a post a while back. I said all forms of diversity except for Christianity is certainly yeah. what it, it feels like has been happening. And to me, and, and I don't say that in like a, a victim sort of way at all. Like there's so many people that that claim I have that mentality and I'm like no I have a victory mentality not a victim mentality to me the fact that like you said I mean you said you're not even a Christian but you're seeing the attack on Christianity to me that says Christian it affirms even more so for me that Christianity to be quite point blank truth is the truth like Christianity Mm -hmm. like we we have the truth like the word of God is the truth he is the truth himself and what what would it be worth attacking if it wasn't true? You right. know what I mean? I mean, what yeah. other religion? Yeah. I mean, go attack that religion or that religion. But no, it's it's Christianity. Even Christians, even non-Christians see the, the specific attack on Christ- Christianity. I just take it as affirmation that yeah. what I believe in is the truth. Because why is the devil going to waste time on something that 
is doesn't challenge him Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that what we have is is what is going to take him out (laughs) and so he's doing his best in the little bit of time that he has to 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 gain as much followers for himself because really you know things are quite black and white people want to play in the gray gray zone in the happy medium but it's black and white i mean you're you're living for for evil or you're living for good and i just wish more people would come you know face to face with that and you know like i said earlier be hot or be cold not try to play this lukewarm you know i just i don't have much grace and respect anymore for christians who are like i'm with you like i have all the same beliefs you (laughs) you do and i'm just like at this point like show me something yeah you know i need to see i need to see something like words words are weak for me at this point like i i need to see it really is it really is a hard when you think about it religion to follow because you're supposed to be showing love love forgiveness uh and then it's supposed to be towards your enemies you know like you know you're supposed to be loving and but like you're talking about uh like mercy and stuff i remember when i was working at the rehab the the thing they're saying was it's like truth and mercy you have to have a balance of truth about like you're an addict, but the mm-hmm. mercy of like, I'll be here though to help you get through it. But right, you can't be right. all truth of like, you piece of garbage addict. Like, what are you doing? You're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, you but you can't them. be right. all mercy of like, it's okay, you know? So right, you have to have yeah. that balance. So exactly. I think that's with Christianity. It's, it's a too. really beautiful, but yes, yeah. hard balance. And no one teaches kids how to have boundaries or like, nobody knows what like they're, nobody's really had the chance to self reflect. We really haven't had to. I mean, you should have had, you should have by now the last three years actually reflected on what's going on, you would think. Um, But yeah, to self-reflect and figure out what your boundaries are, but then how to like be, still be loving and, you know, still forgive people and be compassionate. Or I think like loving, forgiving and being grateful. That's why they attack Christianity because whatever type of mindset that puts you in or like that's what Jesus Christ like, that's what the devil's against he must realize like that vibration that thought if that those if if that started taking over that's the only thing that could really defeat the devil because he can't really he could just influence at things you know he could make the culture violent and everything so it's it's, he's the father of lies so truth is the most dangerous thing to him Mm. and so when 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 we take a, a firm stand in the truth and again, we're not wavering, we're not being lukewarm, we're not playing happy medium, but we're taking a, a firm stand in the truth. Like that is a that is a, a stab to the enemy, like a hard, hard stab to the enemy. Um, and what's, what's hard too, you know, with, with being a Christian is we obviously believe that there's sin and evil in the world. And the Bible's very clear on what, what is sin what is sin and you know what we should stay away from and and not live our Mm -hmm. lives doing because it will destroy our lives and so as christians when we call out sin that's immediately taken as being hateful and it's like there's a difference and it's a it's it's a fine line but there is a difference between hating sin and hating evil which we are actually called to do that we're called to hate evil and cling to what is good but Mm -hmm. just because i hate the evil that I I might see, you know, overtaking your life doesn't mean that I hate you. Right. As a matter of fact, I love you enough to be able to say, hey, I'm seeing this affect you negatively. And, you know, what can we what can we do about it? How can we get you on a, a better path? Right. And so it is exactly. it's such this like beautiful balance that can be really hard because it is it's both love and Oftentimes it's both, you know, correction and guidance, but of course with grace and with mercy and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really unique. I, I couldn't, I don't know how I'd be living following any other, any other way or religion or, or God. I truly believe that, you know, I have the truth within me. And like I said, God brought me to a point in life where he was like, all right, you know, let's take this all the way. You know, you're either all in with me or you're not. And I was like, you know what? One day I'm going to meet you face to face. And this moment's going to get brought up. And I want to be able to say that I stood for you, not bowed down to man. Because again, 
we're all we're all ma- we're all men even the people who make laws you know that are are supposed to guide us and govern us and be you know our moral guideline those are even men themselves we're not perfect we're all sinners fallen yeah. short you know and so god is is the only moral moral <clears throat> being there is and he's drawn the line clearly in his word and as followers of his it's up to us now to hold it and so something I, I used to say in the beginning is we need to draw the line and we need to hold it. And then I, he like hit me one day and he was like, drop that first part. I already drew the line. I drew the line super clearly in my word, which is yeah. the truth. My call to you now as, as followers of the truth is to hold the line. The world is the one trying to erase it, blur it, move it constantly. Mm-hmm. We're the ones who are supposed to hold it hold the line so let me ask you what was the um was there an interview or a point something that happened where you're like oh man something's here this is like turning into because you know it's it's so funny in the beginning you were probably quite distressed like you said you're like we're gonna lose everything and yeah but what was that one point where you're like, oh, no, this is actually going the other way, it seems like? Was there a certain interview or something you experienced that made you feel that way? Honestly, to be completely honest, I felt like God gave me peace about being fired before I was even fired. Like there was literally one day, like I remember the moment. Like in, during your three months? In my, Yeah, okay. I was in my driveway um, at the end of my stress leave. And I just kind of said like one final prayer. And I was like. Lord, like if I'm really like super short and sweet, if I'm really going to be fired because I stood firm on your truth, like I'm following you right now, you know, like everything you've laid out, like I'm doing my best. And if I'm really going to be fired for it, I was like, you take this far and wide. Like you do what you want to do with this story Mm because this is crazy, you know? And it was like me and my husband (laughs) laugh now looking back on that prayer I prayed because like he was literally like, hold my wine. And he just like went to town. Like, I mean... I went on with Tucker Carlson. He gets like how many viewers? Like thousands, if not millions, you know? And I mean, I started getting hundreds of messages from teachers and parents. And I mean, I've been on more podcasts than I can count. Like he he (laughs) truly was like, Oh, I'll take it far and wide. Yeah, you yeah, ready? Right. Like, I'm yeah. ready. Are yeah. you? You're not an introvert like, no more. Ooh, 2023 was just like, yeah, exactly. I'm people are like, I do not believe that you were ever an introvert. Like that's a lie. And <laughs> so I'm like, funny. no, I promise that this I've talked more in my life in 2023 than like all the 30 years I've been alive. <laughs> so, oh God, um, so <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, uh, you know, another thing that we believe in as Christians is that he takes what was meant for evil. Cause it was very much meant for evil. The way I, I was, come after like they came after me you know people came after me and it it was to cancel me you know to to fire me and so what was meant for evil and the bible says this he can turn it for good and i mean my testimony is that to a t we've watched him take what was meant for evil and turn it for good and the beautiful thing too is not just good for myself good for so many others i mean just the impact just that my stories had on just people hearing it and just the courage it's given them now it's such a ripple effect and and i was listening to a message the other day and the pastor was preaching on our ripple effects we don't like we're we're never gonna get to know our ripple effect until (laughs) we get to heaven one day and god's like look at this look at like that one decision you make you made that one time like look at all the ripples and you didn't you didn't even know you know because sometimes in my head i'm like oh my story maybe impacted one person cool and then it's like i'm reminded no it's literally impacted like thousands like your brain can't even fathom the the amount of impact your story has had but and even if it impacts one person you know like it's still worth it i I tell them all the time they uh uh we got uh some slack from our from our haters you know because on on one of the apps we have uh one of the apps that our podcast is on we only have 10 followers right Uh and then i'm like i told them i'm like but imagine if every time we did a podcast 10 people stood around the table to listen to what we had to say like well and then each it, of those 10 yeah. people go and say 
I bet you they mentioned to someone throughout their day, oh, I was listening to this podcast today and like, yeah, this right. totally, like you could take value from it and yeah. they take that value and now they're sharing it at home, you know? Yeah. What was the, the, what was the craziest online hate that you got? I mean, was it just today or yesterday? Someone commented and was like, oh, cause at the end of the year I did like a thanks to the 60 K like new followers I gained this year, like 60,000 people are following me on Instagram. Cause I, again, like I started using my platform to speak, you know, the truth boldly and share my story. Like Hold God on, I want to guess, to I want to guess it though. Guess what they said. And I'll, I'll <laughs> see if guess? I'm in their mind. Yeah. Good. No, so you was about to. It had so to do I just said 60, like, thank 000. you, sixty k, and then someone in the troll said, in the comment go. Let me say the tip. I said, oh, are you just doing it to get the followers? Like you don't even care about your message. Like you're oh, just trying to get popular. Oh, that's a nice one. I've gotten <laughs> oh, that a gazillion okay. times. No, this. I don't know how to say. This, not sixty one thousand. This one thought a little bit deeper on how to try to get to me. She goes, uh, oh, maybe you'll have more followers than Jesus with a laughing face. And usually I don't reply to comments. Like I don't have time for it. There's yeah. honestly, I told my husband the other day, there's probably hundreds of comments I've never even seen yeah, on my yeah, page. Like I can't even see all the comments yeah. I get because I just can't keep yeah. up. I do try to keep up with mess- messages like really well. But comments, I don't even bother. But sometimes I'll see some right. and I'll choose to ignore them or I'll choose to respond. This one I chose to respond to. And I said, I only have followers because of Jesus uh, with yeah. like five laughing faces. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, uh, it's. These people are just, they're, they're so miserable. It's so funny. Like they're like, once again, it's their own self-destruction. Like, yeah. why would you not believe like. In Jesus, like in what Jesus and Christianity like preaches, it's nothing but good, like good, wholesome values. You know what I mean? Like I don't oh, care have a if family, they do or like, don't be believe like, it, but but to try to tell someone they don't even know why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I took the stand that I did, it's so crazy to me because I had no idea what was going to be on the other side of choosing to, you know, stand right. for the truth and stand. I had no idea I was going to go right. on the news, be invited to, you know, these special events, yeah, like you can't plan gain a that. following. Yeah. Like all I knew was and really the the things that I was banking on, which were like losing my house and obviously losing my salary and life really changing. Like I was just thinking about like how drastically really in a negative sense probably my life was going to change because mm-hmm. I was losing my California teacher salary, which is hefty. Like I, I was thinking of all that stuff. Like I was certain those things were going to happen and those things actually didn't happen because God is good. And then all these other things that I could have never imagined happening have happened. And then now that people see me, you know, as an influencer and like in the spotlight, they want to assume like, that's why I did it. Like that's, you know, that's frustrating for me because it's, it's like, again, I could have never even imagined this was on the other side. Yeah, it's of course they're going to accuse you of that. That online stuff, at a certain point, you have to just learn how to just turn it off completely. It's, 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 almost, it's not even real. Like you, You're saying this online, but if I was standing in front of you, you wouldn't yeah. say this. Right, Like, yeah. and I genuinely like like you guys and I love that about you guys like you're like down to have a conversation with anyone it doesn't matter if they have conflicting views to you and and I'm the same way and I've been really like training myself to be that way because that's the only way that we can you know better ourselves and again really show each other love even if we don't agree with one another but it's like yeah I get these repeat offenders on my page where it's like they don't want to have a conversation they don't want to no. like they are just here with one with one thing in mind and that's to try and you know destruct me any way possible and so it's like I have I have like no I feel feel I don't feel bad at all for just like blocking people. And I've had to do that oh, you know, yeah. throughout blocking, this last year. Yeah. And there's already someone I got to block this year. And it's just <laughs> like, you know, I am very much up for having a conversation with you, but you are clearly here with, with one thing in mind. And like, I don't have time. Don't yeah. Have the time people on the it. left now, after this thing, they don't want a conversation. That's like trying to negotiate with like Antifa at the, at the riot. Like Antifa is there to like mess things up that they're paid to be there. That's their job. They're not there to like talk to you and be like really trying to figure out a solution to the problem. No, mm-hmm. they're paid, you know, government probably 
agents and the same people online at this point after three years either they're actually psychotic or they're actually planted there to like cause dissent like Mm -hmm. that's they don't carry the way that's their job is because it does it does like consciously or subconsciously drain you when you see like the stupid comments that you still see it it's yeah. like something that you can't help. So it's even for me, I'm like, I'm just blocking these idiots. Like, I don't know why I'm even responding. Like, you click on their profile, zero post. It's yeah, a picture always. of her with her cat. Always. It's like a fake picture, too. It's like not even really them. <laughs> I'm actually curious to know because I first met you at, at the Temecula School Board yeah. um, a while back. Yeah. Uh, when? Yeah, oh, in the summer. I think I started going in the summer. Is that what? So and it was like literally the first school board meeting i'd ever gone to in like my life oh was was the temecula one yeah oh wow okay so there's yeah kind of a whole story there i realized when i was fired that us that like my school board had to approve my firing like it had to go through my school board and so you know god taught me so much in in 2023 and that was one of the things that hit me in terms of like public education and my own Terminate, termination and loss of my job was that a school board is, is so important on so many levels and and one of them is is even you know personal to you in that they they approve or you know disprove of the termination of teachers and so like my school board you know approved terminating me and they, they I actually went back and watched the school board meeting after my termination at my district and two community members that I don't even know showed up and spoke like on my behalf, like in Hmm. in defense. And they were like, no, we're taxpayers. And we found out that you, you know, fired Jessica Tapia because she stood up for her beliefs and didn't want to lie to parents. I don't think like, it was so cool. One man, like an older gentleman, like it, it made me emotional to watch and it still does. He literally was like, don't you even think about using my taxpayer, you know, money to, um, for this lawsuit. If it comes down to a lawsuit, mm-mm, I'm, you don't use my dollar to, to try and defend this because I stand with her. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. guys are in the wrong for terminating mm-hmm. her. And it's like, I don't even know this man. And I just like watched this video of him standing in defense of me and it just anyways I was again just hit after being terminated with the importance that a school board holds but I um, I don't live in the area that I was teaching in I live here in Wildemar and then I was also presented with the opportunity to start working for our watch which is a community organization in Temecula um, that believes that the conservative voice should be the one that impacts the culture and not the other way around. Mm -hmm, The mm -hmm. culture shouldn't be impacting the conservative. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I I had that opportunity. Obviously, I lost my job and, um, you know, was blessed with the opportunity to be a contributor and kind of a voice for the organization called Our Watch. Um, and you know, something that our watch again believes in is that we should be going out into the community and, and impacting it through our voice and through our conservative values and beliefs, which our country was founded upon. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that, that I, I do to have our watch's voice, you know, um, you know, be a part of the school board is go and, you know, speak at the school board meetings and just even support other parents who want to go like even in Murrieta I'll occasionally go to those ones I had a parent who messaged me she wanted to go speak she'd never been to a school board meeting so she just like wanted support and I was like I'll be there I'll help you you know sign the paper and and say you know what you want to say and um so anyways that's how I got started going to the the Temecula school board meetings this past summer really was when when I got started doing that Um, and man, someone warned me before I went that it's like the peak of spiritual warfare there (laughs) and they were not getting like, not kidding. I, yeah, I tell everyone, I'm like, I I literally hear like demons moaning in the background when I'm like, when I go (laughs) to the mic. That's just a liberal hungry. (laughs) You haven't eaten in like 10 minutes. minutes. The the board meetings are like four hours long and like getting hungry in here. No, it's oh, so funny that gosh. you say that because the only school board I've been to is ours here. And the first one I went to was that 
uh, it was that big one that they they did it at the high school and they had yeah. they had the sheriffs there and they had drones flying. I remember just being like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" But it's so funny that you say that. Is I didn't even look at it like that. And they, I get the grunts and moans too every time I go up there to talk. You know, why is he screaming? Because I'm all oh, loud yeah, and I project. Yeah. This guy's yelling at us. You you're, know, you're but, still right though on the. Because I'm not like super intuitive or like. Um, but when I went to that theater school board, <laughs> I remember like sitting back there and like, I just had like, <sighs> I had like the biggest pit in my stomach, like a true sense of like evil. Yes. And then come to find out, it's like, it's because they, they filled up that theater with all the te- like they let the teachers come in first. So it really felt like we were outnumbered. I remember sitting there like, holy shit. I was like damn we're in for a war here like we're really outnumbered i didn't i wasn't aware of like how many blue shirts would be there and like how vicious i was like i was like i can't believe like the city and then that was when i was still kind of new i did you know and then i figured out like oh yeah they didn't let the rest of the people like there's a whole line of people waiting to get in they're on our side but they didn't let them in they let in so it's, it was a perspective thing which once again opened my eyes to like Oh, the game! Don't fall for like the psyop. Once again, right. not the side. Don't fall for the psyop on social media, where it's the same. It's all over. It's, it's the all same about people. the image, right? It's right. give the image that we right. are the majority. It's like no, they're not. not though you're not. Right. You know, it's and we're crazy. gonna start like really that. And the t- number doesn't always win. I mean, no. Looking, you know, even just back at at some wars. I mean, we've seen well, wars won by smaller armies. You know. I'll taking one that was triple <laughs> yeah, its yeah. size. So it's like, even if it appears or if it, they realistically are larger in number than us, which we obviously know is not realistic, but even if that was the case, we can't look at that as a oh, game over. They won, right. you know, cause that's just, that's just a number again. I think winning is, is determined on, on truth, on, on the rock, who has the rock, who has the truth, who has the foundation that they're standing on, you know, they yeah. it's like i don't where do they even like draw their beliefs from like where what is their moral compass right. like it's like i, I want to know it's like i can tell you where i get you know my foundation where i draw my way of living from and my moral compass from but it's like where where does yours come you just it's just out of thin air i yeah. don't think they've and ever thought ever, about and it it's ever so changing too. well I, I, but i but i also think and we've talked about this before where i feel like um a, a, a lot of the ideology of like more progressive people, they just get behind the ideology. No, they don't really. It seems like they do very little critical thinking on yeah. the thing that they're fighting for. And then and that's why a lot of times when you see somebody probing them with questions or stuff like that, they go, oh, don't engage. Don't engage. No, no. Right. You know, but I but I think that it's easy to just get behind the narrative and just conform. If you hear this, we say this. If you hear this, we say this. You know, where it seems like the people who are fueled in this in this fight, majority are Christians, and they feel like they're really fighting for their belief and their way of life. And mm-hmm. it's, it's when somebody has a, something to fight for, it's almost a losing battle when you don't. Right. You know, and I think that it's that's something to take into account is what it seems like in our culture is you have this one group of people that just wants society to rule the narrative. And then there's other people who are firmly rooted in their moral beliefs mm-hmm. within their religion or, or, or like, I mean, I'm I'm standing on this side and I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, firmly rooted in a religious belief, but there's. I feel like I stand with conservatives and Christians mm-hmm. because we have to have a baseline of morality. We right. have to have like a starting point that we all agree on that. Like, Hey, this is what it is, you know? Um, yeah. So I, yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you see? We'll close it out with this. I got a question for you. What do you see coming out in 2024? Do you think that, uh, you know, do you think that we will continue growing the way that 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 things are going like as far as this whole entire the school stuff all of these things going on in our country or do you think that a turn's coming what have you seen from you having your ear to the ground 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely believing in and for a turning point, you know, TPUSA yeah. is literally <laughs> right. named that because, you know, Charlie Kirk himself believes in that, like, we can only go so far. And it's like the pendulum, I think Sheriff Chad Bianco said this the other day when I heard him speak, like, the pendulum has swung, like, way further than any of us could have expected, like, like at this point, it's so like it has to come back, you know, and I think I I feel a, a sense, a strong sense of hope for 2024. Like I think like some precedents going to be set through some some of the many lawsuits that we see. I mean, mine is one mm-hmm. of them, but there's so many others. I mean, we have two teachers in Escondido that also took a stand against this whole lying to parents thing, and they're actually suing um California, like the Department of Education, because oh, it was really? it was the the CDE that has pushed out this guidance guidance hmm. to teachers to withhold information from parents. So they're they're going after you know the CDE. I'm going you know going after my district that fired me. We've got we've got so many cases. There's so many so many other ones. I mean, it's like every other day I'm seeing a case pop up along the lines of freedom of speech and religious liberty and so it's just like i do strongly feel like there is going to be some precedent set in 2024 because we've seen these things come head to head for just too long now and it's like something has got to give and it's we're we're kind of like all holding our breath waiting for you know some sort of jurisdiction and and precedents to be set from a, a lawsuit or court case whatever it may be um you know to just really make it loud and clear like that we actually stand for and believe in and are still following the constitution, you know, wow. and that that is supposed to be the one thing that we are all, no matter what our religion or background or beliefs are, should be standing on morally is the constitution. Like if you're here in, in the USA, that's, that is our, our moral ground there. Um, and there's many people questioning if, you know, that even has value anymore at this point. And so we're going to find out. I really do believe we're going to find out in 2024 through through many different things between, you know, election and lawsuits and, you know, things happening school board wide. Like, I, I do just feel like a strong message is going to come in 2024. And it's it's also been my prayer, too, that a strong message comes through my lawsuit you know not not money not this not that like my prayer for my loss because everyone asks right like what is your hope with with your story and your case and so forth and I'm just like Lord send a message like mm-hmm. the whole country needs a message right now and you know exactly what it needs to be and when it needs to come and just send a strong and loud and clear message so that is what my hope is for 2024 and I'm excited to see what that's going to be. Well, I'm very grateful. Uh, I know a lot of parents are for teachers like you who, uh, and I say this all the time, the only people I care about their opinion or hearing their voice or talking to them are people who are going to stand on their convictions no matter what. The people who are wishy-washy that just want to, oh, I just want to make everybody happy. Those people mm-hmm. are never... They, they, they'll stab you in the back right. to protect themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's something of value and something to be said of you and, and what you did and the decision that you made. And you did it at a time when like nobody else did. And you also have to kind of, and I know that you're, uh, you're very humble, right? But like, I feel like all of the stories after you, you have to understand that you were probably a driving force of those teachers who followed in your footsteps and said, no, we're not doing that. That That's just not right. And um, yeah, the truth has got to prevail. The point blank truth. It hopefully. Point blank <laughs> truth. <laughs> what do you Amen. got, Derek? You want to close Amen. this out? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like Danny was saying, yeah, you really did make a ripple effect, especially coming from California because California sets the tone for exactly. like the whole country. Yep. And just your whole story about based off social media posts about a Bible verse and stuff mm-hmm. to be called in from your job for that is 
And then for them to like almost sound like purposely like retaliate, okay, come back, but we want you to say this. To, like they knew it was so against like your beliefs, like they were going to try and force you. That's what the devil does, you know? It's like that's what evil does is they try mm-hmm. to force you like, oh, yeah, well, now I want you to say like the exact opposite or you're going to get fired, mm-hmm. you know? So, but yeah, I, I wish more people, I think more people are, would take a stand like you did and it seems like like the Riley gains and the people that take a stand like their life doesn't get worse like things work out because they're they're speaking the truth and there's a lot like once again there's a they get a lot more support from like normal hardworking rational people that you want to be around anyways those people bring you up like right but yeah thank you for everything you did yeah I, I agree I think 2024 is going to be a big you got to stay optimistic and hopeful, you know, it's like, yeah. even for me, it's like, even if I was a pessimist or whatnot, does it, even if I thought we were going to lose, I'm still not going to stop fighting. Mm-hmm. I can't. It's something like so deep in my gut that, yeah, you know, like that's why I said, people are like, why don't you just take off and go to floor like you, who cares? You don't have any kids, <laughs> you know, which is true. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I even tell my, you know, family and stuff like I can't, it's just cause this is just so wrong. Like, I would like lay my life down for it. Like I have nothing to lose in a sense with that, yeah. but it's just like, I've always felt that way for a long time in my life. Like, I don't know if I got kept around for this specific reason or not. Yeah. Cause there's been a couple of times where I shouldn't be here. Right. And I always thought like, God, what's my purpose? You know, I, I've yeah. always had like a sharp tongue. I've always thought I've been pretty smart, but like, oh, it's kind of into conspiracies a little bit. I hated authority always like not like the government and not trust. And I've always like mingled around and then this yeah. kind of happens. And it was kind of a blessing with COVID and stuff because it like yeah. it let the veil go almost like for someone to me like, oh, mm-hmm. now I got you to fight. You finally showed your face like, oh, my God, I can't wait to like rip you apart like verbally to like expose you because <laughs> I think it's more fun exposing them like on an intellectual level, like on a speaking level. That's what gives you more gravity yeah. gratification is like making them like question their own belief, like making them realize that they don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Right. And they must know it too, but yeah, this is going to be a good year, but yeah, I'm blocking all the, even on social media, I'm blocking all these negative bots and stuff. Like I'm over We've it. got too much work to do. Like, yeah, like we no, actually it really mean does. business and they're, yeah, yeah. That's it. Enter- that's it. entertaining haters is not on our business list. I mean, it is fun mocking them. I do that's get it. like, it does crack, <laughs> I do crack myself up with it, with the memes and stuff, but it gets a little tiresome. But All yeah, right. thank you. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Jessica. Yeah, I appreciate thank you guys it. for what you're doing. Yeah, awesome. yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, I know you you've had you you're sitting here on uh she's sitting with Tucker Carlson and stuff and then <laughs> oh my God. she's yeah. like in her she's like in now her she house has now, Tony like, Goodman and, and <laughs> Oh my god Danny Molina. <laughs> All right guys, thanks All for right. tuning in. We appreciate you. We'll see you later.